Gordon, it's time to jump out of the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Uh, Utah's in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. Joining us now, of course, you uh, can watch him on Channel 5. He's our good friend, Jeremiah Jensen. What's up, Jeremiah? Good afternoon, guys. How you doing? We are great. How are you? Getting ready for a, a big excursion, <laughs> buddy. That's exciting. Yeah, normally when you a, a place like Tokyo, you're, you're like, you just can't wait and you're excited. This is a little different kind of a trip. <laughs> uh, things with COVID and everything are a little different. Things are going to be a little weird. I'm not saying I'm not excited to go. It's just a little different. I took a COVID test last night by myself. I got to take another one tonight. And I got a bunch of paperwork to fill out before I can even get on a plane. And it's, it's just insane what we have to do just to get our feet down in Tokyo. But uh, once we get there, once we do that, um, hoping to have a great time covering the Olympic Games. What are your, <laughs> I guess, what is, is the thing that you are the most excited about, Jeremiah? And what uh, is the limitation that will be the most frustrating for you? Well, just the, the exciting thing for me is it's going to be my first opportunity to be there at the Olympics, uh, to be covering the Games. Uh, you know, growing up, I mean, every summer, and even the Winter Olympics, you just didn't miss it. You were just locked in watching the Olympics, and you have so many heroes that you watched when you're. I when I was young, it was Carl Lewis, and then the Dream Team, and the list goes on and on of these Olympic greats that we still talk about today. Um, so that's exciting to be a part of it. The the hard part is, guys, is this is the COVID games, and right now there's no fans that are going to be allowed to attend these events. We're not sure if us as members of the media are going to be allowed to go to the venues. We just don't know yet. So there's just a lot of uncertainty. It's going to be different. It's going to be strange. And so that's, that's the negative thing about it is, you know, COVID's taken a lot of fun out of this game from that perspective. And, it's, and I feel bad for the athletes because their families can't be there. Uh, they want to perform in front of an audience. They want to perform in front of fans. They're not going to get that chance. When, we're watching, when you're watching it on TV here in the United States, it's going to look like it always has. But for them, it's going to be different. So those are the negative things about it. It's okay. We're, at least they're happening. And I know that they'll do the best they can with it. Those of us covering it are going to do the best we can with it. Uh, it's still going to be the Olympic Games. There's still going to be some incredible moments that we get to witness. Uh, are there some local story angles going to be in this uh, version of the Games, Jeremiah? There is, and uh, obviously it starts with uh, the basketball. Um, the, uh, you know, with Joe Ingles with Australia, I'm sure we're going to get to that in a second. Um, we'll see. He, I think Australia's got a great chance to win a medal. They proved that yesterday. Um, Damian Lillard with Team USA. Uh, we'll see if they can figure things out, and I think he's going to play a major role in that. It's cool to see him have a chance to go win a gold medal. And then Rudy's going to be competing as well. So there's, there's plenty of basketball players that are going to be involved at the Olympics. There's also plenty of local athletes. If you follow BYU, if you're a BYU fan and you follow BYU volleyball, there's a lot of uh, BYU volleyball connections that will be competing in the games. Um, there's a swimmer, Ryan White, who is uh, from Harriman, who went to Cottonwood High School. She's going to be competing. She has an outside shot at a medal. So, And there, there's several other athletes at some of the uh, sports that aren't as quite as popular or as well-known. But by the end of the Olympics, you may know them quite well. So um, there's, a, there's a good list. It's not like the Winter Olympics where we normally have over 200 athletes from Utah participating, but there is a good group, and we'll be tracking them while we're in Tokyo. Have you ever been to Japan before? Never. 
That's what I, I mean, oh. Gordon, I'm, I don't know if you have, but I'm, I was so excited when we had this opportunity to go to Tokyo because it's one of the great cities in the world and, and a chance to go to the restaurants and enjoy the culture, the food, the people, everything. And, that, and no, I have not been to Tokyo. And unfortunately, I'm not going to get to enjoy it the way I'd like to. But uh, from everything I've heard, it's just a magical city. Maybe you covered this a little bit with the the multiple COVID tests and all that, uh, Jeremiah, but we know there's going to be no fans. What are the restrictions uh, for the media? I mean, what are you going to be able to do and not do? So right now, so I mentioned some of the stuff we have to do before, and that's just to get to the airport. We have to have all this documentation, two COVID tests that we've proven. We have to have all these. And we, we, there's a lot of stuff that goes into a paperwork. I won't bore you with that. But once we get to Japan, we got to take another COVID test when we get there. And then once we're there, and there's obviously we have to wear masks during the whole process, but when we get there, we go to our straight to our hotel. We have a 14-day quarantine. Now, what we can do during that quarantine, I'm not exactly sure yet. They'll let us know when we get there. But we do have a 14-day quarantine in our hotel. Um, we cannot take public transportation. So NBC is providing a shuttle from our media hotel to the other hotel, which is the home of the media center, where all the uh, broadcasters will be doing their work. So we can go from the hotel onto the media shuttle to the uh, other hotel, which has the media center. As of right now, that's all I know we can do. Will we be able to go to a venue at some point? I don't know. Can we go out and eat at restaurants yet? I'm not sure. Probably not. Until that 14 days is up. Um, there's a lot of unknowns, but that's, that's the drill. That's why this is going to be so different for media covering the games and, and so difficult and challenging. There's no playbook for this. We'll figure it out once we get there. So you mentioned uh, Joe Ingles being involved, Rudy Gobert, but i got to ask you, what the heck's the matter with Team USA? Why can't they beat Nigeria? Why can't they beat uh, Australia so far? Well, obviously, number one, they're not playing very well. But uh, if you look at these other teams, I'll take Australia, for example. Um, when You remember at the end of the season, Joe Ingles was asked if he was going to play for the Australian national team, and he, he, he did not hesitate. His answer was firm. He couldn't wait to go play with his boys. Well, that's a tight-knit group. Those guys have been playing together, international basketball, for years. That same core group. They've had a couple younger guys come in. You know, somebody like Matisse Seibel is now playing with them. But for the most part, those guys, Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, and Aaron Baines, those guys have been playing together for a long, long time. They have chemistry together. They know how to play with each other, and they know how to play international basketball. FIBA basketball is a lot different than the NBA, and these NBA players – who just played a very grueling season with NBA rules and an NBA style of play are having a hard time adjusting to that more physical play and that different style of play and those, some of the different rule tweaks that you have in, in FIBA basketball. And so, look, Nigeria was no slash. Nigeria just went and beat Argentina, who was probably the top four team and a medal contender. So there's some really good teams in this tournament. And so this Team USA has got to figure things out quick. There's reason for concern, no doubt. But this is a tough, tough tournament. There's some really good teams. International basketball is not what it was back in 1992. Things are a lot different. There's a lot of great teams out there. What did you think about uh, Joe Ingles' game last night, uh, Jeremiah? And, and it, I, I asked that because Joe you know, talked about how winning a medal is so important to him and how Team Australia has never done it. He obviously is a, a key player there. Patty Mills was awesome. But what do you think about how Joe's playing now and the prospects of that Australian team we watched last night? I, I think Joe's looked good. I think Joe has a role with that team just like he has with the Jazz. and He plays that role very well. And he's a veteran leader of that group. 
And we all know Joe Ingles really well. We know um, the kind of player he is, and, and, and we know what he does on the court to help his team win. And uh, you can imagine, you know, we, 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 we don't know any different. Joe, we've never had to follow a team that where Joe Ingles is playing on the other side. So, you know, if you're a fan of Joe Ingles, you may not be a fan of Joe Ingles if he's on the other team. So I think that's the same thing uh, in international basketball. I think a lot of these Team USA players, and they're going up against them, will certainly feel that. But uh, uh, Joe, Joe looks good. I kind of got a, a chuckle at the end of the game. I'm surprised he didn't go dunk it, right? Why didn't he dunk it at the end of the game? So um, he took it easy on, this, on Team USA there at the end. But uh, I, you know what? You know, if the United States falls apart and they don't, they don't work it out, I'd be cheering for Joe Ingles to have that kind of Olympic moment. I think Australia is definitely a bronze medal contender, but the way they played against Team USA, I think they could win gold. And they've showed that ability. So um, they're a team to watch. They're a team that could be in the top four by the end of it, and we'll see if they can win a medal. But that would be a thrill for Joe. And who wouldn't be happy here in Utah for Joe Ingles if he's able to get a medal? And if it's gold, then, then good for Australia. They deserve it. So, uh, J.J., what, uh, what sport, what kind of offbeat sport are you looking forward to maybe checking out while you're over there? Because, I mean, there's some – Jake and I were talking about this earlier. There are certain sports that are really, really uh, – uh, appealing to a lot of people, and there are others that they only watch when the Olympics come around. What <laughs> you going to get a taste of that at all? You going to check out the uh, Taekwondo or you know the Judo or the uh, uh, Water Polo or what? what I mean, what, are you going to look at any sailing? You going to check any of that out? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if sailing would be my thing. Um, I, I'm going to get a kick out of skateboarding being in the Olympics. I mean, I've always kind of loved the X Games and. You know, when they used to have the – they had different events here. The Dew Tour used to come to Salt Lake City. I had fun covering that, so that would be a thrill. Um, I think that would be fun. Um, I, I love rugby. I think rugby is a great sport, and it's going to be – there's going to be rugby sevens for men's and women's. I think people I, – tune in to rugby. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Sevens is a very fast-paced game. If you're a football fan, I think you're going to find that you're going to really enjoy rugby. So those are two things. You mentioned taekwondo. Karate is a new sport. Uh, in the Olympics this year. So I'm interested to see how that is. I mean, when I was little, I, I was so inspired. I never actually took karate, but I almost did because I love the karate kid. So seeing karate now, an Olympic sport is kind of cool. So if you're nostalgic like that, I think you'll enjoy that. So those are some of the things that appeal to me. I, I, but I really recommend uh, if anyone's out there, I know there's a lot of football fans listening, give Rugby Sevens a try. You won't regret it. Well, Jeremiah, thank you as always for jumping on with us. Uh, super excited for you, man. This is going to be a really, really cool uh, opportunity. And uh, if, if you uh, have a chance to check in with us, please do. Yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, despite all the challenges, I'm really excited about this. Every, you're going to love the Olympics. It's going to be fun despite all the restrictions. And I'll definitely, you know, I'm happy to jump on with you guys during the Olympics and give updates. And I look forward to that as well. Thanks, guys. Hey, yeah. Thank you, Jeremiah. And we'll be watching. We'll we'll be watching too. All the great coverage on Channel Five. We appreciate you jumping on. There you go, our friend Jeremiah Jensen. And big ups, by, out... big ups, by the way, to KSL for sending him out there. Yeah, Give I want to check a, out the a, trampoline. You know? No, you don't. Or how about uh, <laughs> how about surfing? Olympic surfing. You're not going to spend a minute watching any of that. How about sport climbing? You think that there would be some people from Utah that would be really good at that? I don't even know what sport climbing is. What is that? Is that like climbing up an artificial wall, or is there a mountain they're going to climb, or what? You could probably do it on either one. I think sport climbing is 
you know, there's a certain amount of difficulty to the manures that you have to do. They do yeah. have competitions for this. Mountain biking? Downhill or uphill? Uh, the picture I'm looking at is downhill. Yeah, that is probably. an awesome event. That it's essentially it's a race on a on a bike, and you're like knocking people over and uh, avoiding moguls and things. It's amazing. Yeah, don't people eat it a lot? In oh yeah, sport? isn't that like the, <laughs> there's the some there's Fork. some pushing and bumping that's allowed too. It's not. It's you know you got to disguise it, but it's pretty fun. Well, there's BMX racing, BMX freestyle. There's uh, maybe I'm thinking of BMX racing. That might be what I'm thinking of. Well, well, equestrian we talked about yesterday. Maybe check out a little fencing, or how about uh, how about beach volleyball? That's always fun. Have you ever tried to play beach volleyball? Yeah, I mean yeah. it's hard to move in that sand. It is sand. It's hard to move in that. Yeah. Hard to jump. Hard it's, to run. Again, sand. I have sand. sprained my ankle twice playing sand volleyball. Really? I'll, ne- I'll never play it again. Never, never, never. Because, you know, I know my place, and it's not playing sand volleyball. I, I still think that Austin is not going to miss a second of that dressage. I mean, I just found out yesterday what that is, so. Just yesterday? When you, whatever you guys talked about, I'd never yeah, heard of it, it was before. yesterday. We were talking about uh, Ann Romney's horse. <laughs> Which I wish well, was we the name really, of it. We were really talking about Bruce Springsteen's daughter, who's an Olympian. And we wondered if she was riding Ann Romney's horse. <laughs> oh, if I ever had a racehorse, I would name it Ann Romney's horse. <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of funny, and I, I, I don't mean to, uh, to criticize uh, Bruce Springsteen at all, but uh, very like a blue-collar image, right? Yeah, right. And, and his daughter thing. is doing the most uh, white-collar sport possible. Yeah, is that the sport of the kings or is that, is that, that was what? horse racing? But yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't think uh, you know. Let me put it this way: I, I, I don't. If you're operating on a limited income, I think your opportunities to participate in dressage would be limited. Well, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to assume anything about you know Bruce Springsteen's daughter, but I would, I sort of would expect her to be like in skateboarding or something. I don't know, but but you know, something something off the street, something you know she could have done while Bruce was playing in the Stone competitive pony. graffiti, yeah, or well, maybe the Stone Pony was a, what you know I'll, uh, propelled I'll, her in the horse direction. I'll just agree with you here. I, it, it, the dressage seems a little more on brand for Ann, Ann Romney than it does Bruce's daughter. Well, it just goes to show you that uh, you know you can you can surprise people. You know, you could you, know, you can come from a certain background and uh, have a certain image and be really good at something else. You know, you don't have to fit into some stereotype. So why aren't you a good plumber, for example? <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> All right, we're here at the Dish Professionals. You can call them 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.